Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Scott Watley, and we appreciate you being with us. Just a reminder now, if you miss our live show on Saturdays from 1 to 2, we do re-air that show every Sunday, and that's from 8 to 9 a.m., and then again from 4 to 5 p.m. So hopefully one of those times you can catch us. And, of course, you can always go to sportsmanofcolorado.com for all of our podcasts. If you've missed any shows, want to catch any interviews, uh, we'd love to have you visit us there. Well, the last few weeks we have kind of been dedicating to the International Sportsman's Expo. This is the 44th year for this show. And, uh, man, a lot of great things are going to be happening. And uh, it's been great for us to work there with John Kirk, uh, the communications director, which heard from last week. And uh, we've been emceeing the Adventure Theater now for several years. And with that, we get to meet a lot of special folks. And over the last couple of years, gotten to know our next guest, and that is Matt and Brooke Wright. And if you are fans of the show Naked and Afraid, you know these two. Um, probably fairly well than you know most people on TV <laughs> so with the show Naked and Afraid. So uh, Matt, first of all, welcome. How are you, sir? Yeah, good, Scott. How are you? Hey, man. Great to have you. And Brooke, thanks for being with us as well. Absolutely. All right. So Matt, uh, I tell you what, I'll, I'll start off with you. Uh, kind of give us a little bit of, I don't even remember what year Naked and Afraid got going, but uh, man, tell us a little bit of history of, of what you can about Naked and Afraid. And I mean, who thought of that idea? I have no idea to go and do what you guys have done. Uh, but um, uh, just take us a little bit back with the show yeah. and a little bit and kind of the process of getting on it and then some of your adventures so far. Yeah, so uh, so it was there quite a few years back, and I actually was watching. I was watching the uh, first season of of Naked and Afraid, and I looked over at Brooke, and I was like, I want to get on this show. She looked at me, and she was like, You want to get on the show where people are looking like emaciated war victims? <laughs> I was like, I was like, exactly, because I was like, What if I can go through it and test myself to not look like you know emaciated and, and falling apart at the end? And uh, so so I went and I I applied to the show, which is as simple as uh, getting on Discovery Channel and uh, being crazy enough to apply for it. Um, and uh, they go through a process, you know, it looks your background, it, uh, my background in, in survival my whole life and the, uh, and the special ops in the Air Force really helped, uh, you know, kind of solidify that mm-hmm. um, application. But before you know it, I was butt naked on my first <laughs> challenge in Thailand jungle. And, uh, and I'll tell you what, the, the part that I loved about it um, and hated it at the same time was, was the, uh, the you are naked, and um, I didn't understand it truly until uh, until a few days into the challenge. I realized, you know what, this is like stepping back ten thousand years. Sure. Um, before we started using all the clothes and the gear and all that stuff that we got used to, and you know, I found I found this love of this kind of beautiful suffering that you have going on. You know, running around as a primitive native person. Um, and that that you know that love pretty much has now driven me to four challenges. I'm at about 103 days um, surviving naked, <laughs> naked and uh, not too afraid most of the time. <laughs> um, but the uh, um, and there's even there's even going to be more to come this uh, this next year from that uh, from that challenge. And wow. it's you know it's always driven me to to kind of push myself and the skills right. that I've learned. Sure. And, 
Again, the International Sportsman's Expo is January 9th through the 12th, and uh, Matt and Brooke will be doing several seminars. And uh, go ahead and give you those dates and times now. Thursday, the show opens at noon, and uh, their first seminar is that first evening, Thursday at 6.30. And again, this will be at the Adventure Theater. And then Saturday at 11, and then Sunday at 11.30. And so I hope you can come by and catch these. And uh, again, they're going to be giving, um, uh, my notes are correct, survival tips and stories from the real world with Matt and Brooke Wright. And I promise you it will be a great time, and uh, these are great folks. So, Brooke, you saw him go through everything, and then what in the world made you want to do that after watching that? Uh, oh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, and I, I, I get that quite frequently. And, you know, after I've heard all of Matt's stories, um, even from him getting a flesh-eating bacteria in his foot to knowing exactly how, how real it is out there, um, it's the most real reality show out there. Yeah. And I decided, you know, I was like, you know what? I've heard all of Matt's stories, and I need to just do it for myself. I need to have my own my own survival stories to tell. And, and so I, you know, I applied to the show and before you know it, I'm on my way to Mozambique and, uh, it was, it was a wild challenge. I ended up surviving 15, completing 21 days, but I ended up surviving 15 days completely solo. So wow. it, uh, it, uh, it, it showed me, you know, a, a lot about myself and at sure. the end, I was able to come home and tell Matt all of my wild stories. <laughs> and so now we're, we're kind of shoulder to shoulder on our solo challenges. Right. In some way. So did you guys do something? Because, you know, the first thing you, you, I think you would think as soon as you step out is your bare feet. So do you guys do some things to try to toughen up your feet? And whatever you did, did it work at all? <laughs> oh, absolutely. That is probably one of the one of the first things you should be doing when you're training for this kind of survival is toughening up your feet because if you can't walk anywhere, you're not going to be able to do no. much. So we put we put bins of gravel in the living room to stand in. Oh, we uh, we walk out walk out barefoot down the road, go fishing barefoot, go try to go hunting barefoot, um, and uh, and it's as tough as you think your feet are. <laughs> as soon as you step off into these countries, I'll tell you what the thorns are pretty darn serious. Yeah. And, uh, no, they're huge. You realize that, you know, there's a reason people invented shoes. Man, no. How much you absolutely love them when you don't have them. Yeah, no doubt. And um, talk about just some of the personalities, too, and different personalities that you guys, and, uh, Brooke, I'll let you go first with this, but uh, talk about just some of the personalities, what, what you learn even about other people putting under, them under these conditions. Um, you know, you get to see somebody's true colors, and and it's it's a you know it's a really unique way to meet somebody um, because yeah. you know like that's in, an understatement. Life, yeah. yeah, you can see somebody walking down the street. And you might have a preconceived judgment or notion about who they are, um, but when you meet somebody for the first time and you know you're both completely stripped bare, you have you have no judgment. You you know you're in it together and you get to learn real quickly the type of person you're dealing with um, and. Uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, everyone's got a different reason to go on the challenge. Sure. Um, and uh, so it's a, uh, you know, some people want to do it to test themselves. I say most people want to test themselves, but some of them do it um, kind of beyond the testing, and they try to get, you could, you could tell real quick, the ones that are there to try to be 
try to be famous. And I tell him, this is the wrong, this is the wrong challenge for you. Yeah, you, know, no doubt. You, know, you can't, you can't, this is a challenge you have to do and you have to really want to do it to do it right. And, uh, but it's, it's amazing. I had a partner, I had a partner named Molly here, lives in Denver, actually. And, well, uh, do you know, I've known Molly for years. She has been on my, <laughs> yeah. she's been on my show a number of times. Molly's an attorney and yeah. uh, did, did a couple yep. of years worth of shows with me. So yeah, I know Molly well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Mo- and Molly went out on a challenge and she, first thing she looked at me being an attorney, she said, ah, they won't let us die. And I laughed at her. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, Molly, trust me. They can't stop us from dying. That's in our hands. And uh, and she learned real quick. I mean, I got I got a spitting cobra in our shelter that spit venom in my eyes and my mouth. And uh, she looked at me. She's like, "Are you gonna die?" And I was like, "Not today." And uh, well, then before long, you know, she had been. I'd gotten a warthog. She was eating a warthog. It was choking. She had to get the Heimlich. I had to give her the Heimlich maneuver in the shelter. <laughs> and uh, at the end of it, you know, she had to harness her her spirit that she didn't i don't think she really knew she even had inside of her yeah and it's a very humbling experience as well it really and is you, can't, sure. you can't go into it leading with an ego because mother nature will knock you flat on your ass <laughs> right. real quick yeah no doubt again matt and brooke Wright are our guests and they're going to be at this year's international sportsman's expo january the 9th through the 12th we hope you can make it a couple of quick notes about the show uh tickets are 16 bucks and a uh, youth 15 and under and active military with ID are at no charge. And we appreciate the ISC doing that for our military. And it's at the Colorado Convention Center. That's located at 714th Street. A lot of great new things. They're going to have a new campfire theater there. They're also Colorado Parks and Wildlife's going to have some great things. Uh, we'll be at the Adventure Theater for most of it with all of our different seminars and a lot of great guests there. Uh, we have our elk calling contest on Saturday night. And uh, just a lot of great seminars where you can come and meet uh, people like Matt and Brooke and uh, get to hear their stories and get to meet them after and ask questions. And uh, I'm telling you, it is a fun, fun time. All right. So now your seminars, we mentioned Thursday at 630 will be your first one. Uh, kind of give us an idea of what you're going to be discussing, Matt. You know, so in our uh, in our seminars, we're kind of talking about the, uh, the mental fortitude. You're kind of getting your mind around the survival aspect. And then we're going to share share some exciting kind of, kind of behind the scenes, never talked about kind of stories that you'll uh, from our different journeys, but a lot of survival techniques and uh, yeah, really, really applicable things. You know, for people who maybe not super experienced going into the backcountry, um, to people who maybe want to learn a little bit more about uh, primitive survival and some kind of tips and techniques that people can learn. Yep. Um, should be a, should be a little of a little something for everyone, I think, in, in our seminars. Sure, and, uh, should be entertaining. Um, to say the least. Oh, I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be. And you know what? It, it is something, though. And a lot of us, I mean, uh, no one has ever been found here uh, by authorities or other people, the search and rescue crews, and said, man, I went out and planned to get lost. But you know what? You get in a state just like Colorado, forget the foreign country thing and all that, but just hunting or out hiking, whatever, oh. it is easy to get turned around. And most of us, I would say, probably don't go prepared uh, in case we even got had to stay a night or two out there, right? No, no, that's it. And that's one thing. The, the first thing a person does is panic because they may not feel comfortable with, you know, with, say, without their backpack, without their gear um, stuck out in the woods somewhere. So, you know, what we try to try to help people do is feel comfortable so that if you do get lost, you get turned around. It's not a it's not a scary moment. It's just a, a little different adventure you're going to be on. <laughs> improvise and adapt to your, you know, your situation so that you can get out of there alive. Sure. And do, do you know your booth number offhand? 
Uh, booth 377. Booth 377. All right. So, listen, come to the International Sportsman's Expo. It's going to be a great time, and, uh, you know, the weekends are always really, really good, and I am quite confident the Broncos will not be playing on Sunday, so you don't have anything to do there. <laughs> and uh, But come and see um, Matt and Brooke. Again, they'll be doing these three seminars, and I'll tell you real quick one more time. It is 6.30 on Thursday evening, and then 11 o'clock on Saturday and 11.30 on Sunday. Sunday, and then you can always stop by their booth, and I promise they're great. Hey, they'll take pictures with you, whatever you want. And uh, Matt, you're gonna—you got all your uh, things that you make there, your knives and all that too, right? Yeah, yeah. We've got a—I uh, make custom knives. Um, so we have everything from your hunting knives, your camping knives, to survival, you know, survival kitchen knives, anything. And uh, we'll have a whole assortment of those. And uh, we'll also be—you know—booking some trips. That uh, we take survival trips from Colorado to Florida. And, and uh, we'll be there to, to talk with everybody and see the uh, awesome things there is to see at the Sportsman's Expo ourselves. All right. Well, cool. Well, man, I look forward to seeing you guys again, and uh, we'll have some fun there those four days, and we appreciate you being on with us today. Oh, definitely. Thanks, All, right. All right. That is Matt and Brooke Wright, Naked and Afraid Stars, and they will be at the International Sportsman's Expo. Get your tickets now. You can go to sportsexpos.com. That's January 9th through the 12th. You're listening to Sportsman Colorado. we got to take a short break. We'll be right back. Get relief from flesh and back. You just got in an accident. You called the police. You made sure to get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the stuff you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor's visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is call him right now, 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident. Get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. Have you been considering an RV or are you looking for a place that will help you keep your RV in top condition? Let me tell you about my friends at Cousins RV. They've got three convenient locations to serve you in Loveland, Wheat Ridge, and Colorado Springs, which includes full parts and service departments at all three locations. Cousins RV is locally owned and operated by Jim Humble and Drew Bryant with over 40 years in the RV industry. Cousins RV offers the top manufacturers in the industry and they have a huge selection of pre-owned RVs at every price point. Service is key at Cousins RV and they can handle any repair, even offering a mobile RV service. Hey, we all know accidents can happen and at Cousins RV, they have their own collision center with a paint booth to fit the largest of RVs. Come to the place that has the best Google reviews from any RV dealer in Colorado and ranks number one in customer satisfaction. Owners Jim and Drew are on site daily. Be sure and let them know you heard about them here on Sportsman of Colorado Radio. Explore your life outdoors January 9th through 12th at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. Get $3 off coupons at O'Reilly Auto Parts or wherever fishing and hunting licenses are sold. Go to sportsexpos.com for store locations and event information. Show opens at noon on weekdays, 10 o'clock on the weekend. Your life outdoors at the International Sportsman's Expo, January 9th through 12th at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. 
Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, thank you so much for joining us. 44th Annual International Sportsman's Expo right around the corner, January the 9th through the 12th. And we've been dedicating a lot of our segments here the last few weeks to that. And uh, again, a lot of new things. Um, As I mentioned earlier, there's 530 plus companies in this 290,000 square feet. So a lot of outfitters and guides, state and federal agencies, travel, destination groups, lodges, resorts, uh, fishing and hunting retail products, and uh, watercraft, kayaks. Uh, They've got UTVs, ATVs, SUVs, uh, campers and tent toppers. Uh, Of course, camo clothing, optics, and calls. Uh, They've got some uh, outdoor clubs and organizations that will be there. And many of our sponsors will be there and friends of our show. Um, Matter of fact, our next guest, David Howard, will be there with Effective Range Targets, No Limits Archery, uh, Phil Mendoza, Caribou Gear, uh, Yes Bay Lodge out of Ketchikan, and uh, Ryan and uh, his wife will be there, QRS Outdoor Specialties. And our friend Wynn Eubank, Colorado Outdoor Sports, will be there. So it's going to be a great show and a lot going on. So as I mentioned, David Howard's going to be there. And David was with us last year for the first year. And his booth is right across from ours. So uh, we're booth 827. So when you come see us, make sure you get by and see Dave and his targets. Effective range targets. So, Dave, thanks for being with us a few minutes today on Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you, Scott. So, uh, man, it's hard to believe. It kind of seems like this was six months ago we were doing this instead of a year ago. Uh, It's been a quick year uh so kind of recap your year and uh you know since the show and i mean this is a relatively new product and i think anytime you invent something like this you kind of want to see what your product's about and the feedback you get when you do a show at isc and that's what i remember telling you hey you're going to find out if you got something when you do that show for four days and boy you did found that find out you had a great product so congratulations well, thank you very much. As as you know, we introduced our product last year at the Denver ISC show, and from there went on to show it at many other shows, and uh, really spent the year, what we're kind of saying, building the snowball, and this year we're going to push the snowball down the hill. Um, we had a lot of support from uh, the National Rifle Association. The American Hunter has done some articles on us. We've been in field and stream. Um, we've had a bird outdoorsman. Our target, we are fortunate enough to be uh, used in the Montana Master Hunt Program. And so we really think our target is really starting to be appreciated for what it can do. And um, this year at the ISC show, we're going to have a, uh, a a new handout that, that gives you kind of a, a a personalized, you know, a military shooter, we call it uh you know, a dope sheet. So we have a sheet now that we've made up that is specific to our targets to to help a person kind of gain that one-shot confidence. So when they have that shot opportunity when they're hunting, they know from their practice how far they can ethically shoot at it and have the confidence that they can and will be successful in their harvest. And we're just seeing a lot of people enjoy what our target brings and we look forward to your listeners coming by and saying hello to us and taking a look at what we have. Well, that's great. And I tell you, you know, people don't think about um, 
targets and, and design too much. I mean, most people are just used to the different rings and a bullseye. And, uh, man, once I learned about your concept and your kind of philosophy about it, and I love the, even the name effective range because it's not like how far will your um, – ammo fly <laughs> the projectile fly it's you know what can you hit with it and how you know how effective is it going to be um, for you uh, being successful with your kill and you know certainly fair and, and uh, good ethical shooting for the animal as well so it's kind of uh, two two ends of that story absolutely you and i both believe that uh, fair chase hunting is where it all starts and that we as hunters need to respect the animal enough to shoot the distances that we're capable of. And our target is really simple to use and what it teaches you is so easy to apply in the field that it tells you how far you can ethically shoot at an animal and expect that one shot kill. And we just have story after story of people that have been using our targets over this past year. We've had some great success stories uh, this fall. We have spent a lot of time with some women groups. The Women really have embraced our targets because they tell us, you know what, my husband doesn't get to tell me when I'm ready to go. <laughs> I get to decide it, and the target helps me know when I'm ready to go hunting and capable of hunting in a humane way. So we just see great benefits with the new hunter and the seasoned hunters like you and I, Scott. We still have more to learn. Sure, absolutely. And I tell you, once you think you've got it all down, I promise you, there's always something to learn in this whole world of shooting for sure. And so um, has it been a, a pretty good reception like to different uh, um, hunting clubs or shooting clubs and, you know, ranges and different things like that? Because, I, again, we're all just so used to, hey, sticking a target out there and got a bullseye on it. Well, the thing that we find, Scott, is with our target, it's the rings now on our target actually mean something where rings on some of the other targets you shoot doesn't have as deep of meaning as ours do. And as people grasp the concept, they kind of have that aha moment. And we found that through um, shooting ranges, gun store owners, um, the Mule Deer Foundation kind of embraced us with the target because they believe that ethical shooting is part of conservation, okay, the wise use of a, of a resource. And we have other conservation groups that embraced us, and we even had three long-distance range shooting um, companies that teach long-distance shooting use our targets, and, and they did that and really helped us vet that our targets work in measuring your skill out to 600 yards while the target is only placed at 100 yards. And so we've had really great success from every different avenue that we've really presented it. Uh, White Tails Unlimited have embraced it. We have some groups in Texas, Arizona, uh, like I said, the Mule Deer Foundation. So a lot of people, once they understand how it works, and that's why we want people to come by at the show, for us to have a chance to show them this. And that's why we're kind of proud about some of the ink we got in the bigger magazines to get the message out that there's a target that can really tell you how far you can shoot. Sure. So we're excited about it and, and really been well received. 
And that's why we think we're going to be able to push the snowball down the hill this year. Right. Well, that's great. David Howard is our guest. Effective Range Targets is a company. And once again, they will be at the 2020 International Sportsman's Expo. Our booth at Sportsman of Colorado is 827. They are right across the aisleway from us. So come by and see us, and we'd love to meet you. And I'll introduce you to Dave, and you can check out these targets. Now, uh, let's take just a couple of minutes and kind of talk about it. It's not just you know, one target, one size. You've kind of developed these for the different species. So take a minute and tell us about that. Well, we currently have six animal targets. So each target is based on the vital size of an animal. Sort of like our elk target has a bigger vital size than our pronghorn target. And on each target, it lists not only that animal like elk, but if you're going to be fortunate enough to go hunt red stag somewhere or caribou somewhere, our elk target, the vital sizes are similar. So if you're going to do a red stag hunt in Argentina, you can use our elk target and practice for that once-in-a-lifetime hunt. So we currently on those six target sizes, it covers over 20 North American big game animals. Okay? Wow. Hmm. And then at, at the show, at the IAC show, we're going to introduce for the first time our first in our varmint series. So uh, we're going to have our coyote target there, and we think that's going to tie in greatly because one of the speakers is um, uh, in, as you know, they have great, great seminars there. Right. Some of the seminars are on predator hunting this year, so we are introducing our um, varmint target at that time, and then we're also going to release our moose target. As you know, I got to go moose hunting in uh British Columbia this year, right. we finally vetted our moose target with a bunch of guides throughout the Yukon and British Columbia and feel that it's really been proven now and ready to introduce to the market. So we'll have some new stuff for people to see if they came by last year. We got some new things for them to see and look at. And people really enjoy that our target sizes are vital size based because that's an important concept for every hunter to understand heart and lungs, and then they like that a target covers three, four, five different species and allows you to have kind of that whole spectrum of North American big game hunting all in a set of targets that are simple to use. Gotcha. And I tell you, uh, have you, if you have not met, I will introduce you to Jeff Nimnick. Have you met Jeff? Uh, he's no, going to be, okay. He is, he is, the premier coyote hunter, <laughs> and uh, he does seminars there as well, and I've hunted with him a couple of times, so just just remind me, and I, and I will introduce you to Jeff because, I mean, uh, yeah, that's going to be a, a great connection for you. Great. Thank you so much. <laughs> you bet. Uh, we, we look forward to it because predator hunting, varmint hunting is a, a fun sport, and it's something a lot of people do in the wintertime to kind of keep up their shooting skills. Sure. And we want yeah. to take advantage of that. Well, good. Well, Dave, hey, man, we are looking forward to it. Now, if you want to go online and, and look at what you've got going, I believe it's EffectiveRangeTargets.com? It certainly is, EffectiveRangeTargets.com. Okay. And, uh, again, this is going to be at the International Sportsman's Expo right across from us. And uh, you can meet Dave, and he can kind of go through all the different targets with you. And uh, I promise you, if you may, I know he'll be doing a show special, but if you mention something about Sportsman of Colorado, I promise you uh, he'll hook you up and uh, take great care of you. So, Dave, hey, I appreciate you being on with us today, and uh, we look forward to seeing you down at the show. We sure do. Thanks so much, Scott. All right. That's David Howard, Effective Range Targets. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. We'll be right back.
Trust your pet's care to Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Hi, this is Scott Watley, and we've trusted our pets to Lone Tree for over 15 years. There are many reasons we love them, and it's great to have all of our pet care needs met under one roof. Whether your pet needs medical, dental, surgical care, boarding, grooming, or obedience training, the friendly and experienced staff at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center has you covered. As accredited members of the American Animal Hospital Association, you can rest assured that Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center meets the highest standards of veterinary care. And they're a Gold Star member of the BBB and a member of HaystackHelp.com. Check out their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com as they share great insight on pet care. Lone Tree is open seven days a week for your convenience. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe all pets deserve to have a good life. Give them a call, 303-708-8050, or check them out at LoneTreeVet.com. Hunting Gear Outfitters, a specialty gear showroom for all your hunting gear needs. Hi, I'm Ted Ramirez. So if you're headed on a self-guided or guided hunt for deer, moose, or anywhere in the world, stop by Hunting Gear Outfitters, home of Caribou Gear Outdoor Equipment Company. We are located at 8955 South Ridgeline Boulevard in Highlands Ranch. Questions, tips, and tactics are free, so call 303-798-5824 or visit us at huntinggearoutfitters.com. This is Scott Watley for my friends at Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is proud to announce their new 10,000 square foot facility is now open in Berthard, Colorado, located at 504 North 2nd Street. With this expansion, Phoenix Weaponry offers a new retail area and expanded gunsmithing in Duracote and Cerakote areas. Family owned and operated, Phoenix Weaponry offers the finest in competition, hunting and long range precision firearms. Also suppressors from 22 long rifle to 50 caliber for rifles, pistols, and shotguns. Phoenix Weaponry also offers gunsmithing services and restoration repairs from antique to modern firearms. Building your firearm dreams into reality. That's Phoenix Weaponry. Call them now, 720-340-2496 or visit them at phoenixweaponry.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, if you're just joining us, my name is Scott Watley. We appreciate you being with us. Glad to have our good friend Jeff Nimnik in. Jeff is with, um, uh, he's going to be, I should say, at the International Sportsman's Expo, and we've been pushing that here these last several shows and all the different seminar speakers, and we'll give you the details on that in just a minute. But if you're into predator hunting, coyote hunting, I'm telling you, this is the guy. And as I was just mentioning in our last segment with Dave Howard and Effective Range Targets, uh, man, I'm telling you, if you ever want to know everything about coyote hunting, Jeff's videos, TV shows, what you need to watch. So, Jeff, thanks for being with us, bud. How you been? Good, man. Great to be back on the show, Scott. Hey, thanks. And, man, I tell you, it seems like this ISE comes around every six months instead of a year, but uh, it's always <laughs> a great time. And, man, you're one of the seminars. It's always packed. And uh, so let's kind of give a little background for those that don't know you. Give us a little of your history and background, how you got into the whole coyote hunting, and, uh, man, what it's grown to today for you. Yeah, you know, I'm, a, a, I guess, a 20-plus-year veteran of coyote hunting. Um, kind of stumbled into coyote hunting back when I was a teenager. Uh, just found a lanyard of calls laying in a parking lot of a public hunting area. Um, kind of started blowing on them, learning them. Um, drove my parents crazy, I'm sure, in the house, blowing on those calls. But, uh, you know, kind of just started going out and doing it and, and uh, had some success early on. Kind of got the itch and, and then just have been perfecting the art for the last 20-plus years. 
And, you know, I tell you, uh, all the different um, call, I mean, what have you seen just from when you started, as you mentioned, you know, blowing on a few calls to where the calls have revolutionized till today, and I mean change. It's it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, it's it's just like anything in the world today. Technology's kind of taken over. You know, back in the day, we were blowing on a, a $15, $20 hand call. Now, you know, we're using $500 electronic calls that, you know, have remotes that have built-in decoys that spin left and right that, you know, have huge volume that have clear speakers and amps and, and have um, just crazy amounts of different sounds, you know, real animal recording sounds on there, you know, that you just can't make with a hand call. So, so yeah, it's been, it's been great. You know, I've been, been part of, uh, you know, making these new calls and stuff with a company called Lucky Duck. So it's been fun being part of that process and, and uh, seeing how that all works behind the scenes. Uh, and then being able to take them out and use them and put them to use. So, sure. What do, where do most people mess up when with these? Uh, and let's just take the electronic calls. I mean, there, there's a process and steps you go through, as I've learned, as we were privileged to hunt with you a couple of times. And uh, so, what are some of the common mistakes you know guys or gals can make out there with the calls? Well, you know, I don't know if there's a. Uh, I don't know if you can really go wrong with anything electronic call. You know, it's it's pretty simple. Obviously, there's play on it, and you pick the sound, you hit play, and you run the volume up. Um, you know, some guys may think that you can you can play a call too loud because these electronic calls do get very loud, especially when you're, you know, and that's a good thing to have when you get in conditions where the wind's blowing a lot and you want a lot of volume to cut out through the, the prairie, you know, to hit the ears of coyotes. But um, some people may turn that, you know, if it's calm conditions, you probably don't want to blare your call as loud as it'll go. You know, it's kind of whatever you feel like is the right appropriate volume, you know, to cover the area where you think the coyotes are going to be at. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, it is overwhelming. Guys that go out and pick up a, an electronic call right now, they all they all come with at least a hundred different sounds. And, <laughs> and the average guy, you know, you're looking through, scrolling through there, and you're kind of like, well, man, I don't even know what's this sound, what's that sound, which one do I even try, you know? And and that could be overwhelming at times. But what I tell people is, you stick to the you know some prey distress sounds, which your rat, wounded rabbits, your wounded birds, those kind of sounds. You try those. If those don't work, you know, roll over into some coyote based sounds, like some coyote pup distress sounds, some some coyote fighting. You know, something like that, and if, if you roll through a couple of those different towns and you've been sitting there 15, 20 minutes, nothing shows up, it's time to pack up and, and go to a new spot, you know? Right. Again, Jeff, will be doing seminars at the International Sportsman's Expo, and we will be at the Adventure Theater, and we emcee that um, for the ISC and have just met so many great people and have made some great new friendships. But Jeff will be kicking it off, really, actually the second seminar on um, Thursday, and that will be at 3.30, and that's Proven Coyote Hunting Tips. And then he will be kicking off the, the seminars on Friday, and that will be at 12.30. So I promise you, get there early and get your seat. And Jeff does just a tremendous job. He always leaves time for some questions, and uh, he will uh, do a good job for you there. So let's talk a little bit about your um, uh, what you've got going on. And I know we were talking here before we started recording today. You don't, you don't have really any openings for people, but if people want to look into uh, doing some classes with you and different things like that, um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, the easiest way for people to find info on me is go to my website, and that's coyotecraze.com. And on there, you'll find information about the coyote school that I put on. It's a two-day instructional school, um, only thing like it in the country. First day is all classroom-based. The second day, we actually go out and hunt. Um, so get tons of guys from Colorado that come to that each year. You know, limited spots on that. I, I keep my class sizes to three guys, and I usually only run four or five classes a year. Um, but uh, – um, on top of that, I do some guided uh, coyote hunts for some different outfitters around the area. 
Um, and then uh, on top of that, I do some TV show work. Uh, currently filming a show called The Last Stand. Um, it's kind of a digitally based show. You can find it on YouTube. You can actually go to the Lucky Duck YouTube page and find all the episodes on there. But um, great footage, uh, high instructional base on it. You know, we, we get some some great footage and have some great hunts on there. Um, I do some writing, some uh, article writing. You know, Hunt 365 magazine. You can find that Predator Extreme magazine. Um, so yeah, I got to, got my hands in a lot of different pots. <laughs> yeah. You know, across the, the coyote hunting world. You know, so it's usually not hard to to find me as on top of social media, you know, Instagram, Facebook, always on there posting pictures and stories of our hunts and, and things like that. So. Sure. And I'll tell you, it's, I, don't, I mean, I know you're heavily involved uh, with your family and your boys and baseball and hunting as well. And I mean, man, that's just got to be priceless as they say uh, for when you're out there with your boys hunting. Yeah, it's, it's cool. You know, all my boys started hunting with me back when they were probably three, you know, and coyote hunting is not always probably the best thing to be taking a kid out coyote hunting because it's cold middle of the winter you know and 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 coyote hunting can be boring at times you know if uh, if the coyotes aren't wanting to come to the call but um i drug them around and give them give them piggyback rides in and out of coyote stands and and pack the <laughs> snack bag you know you name it and but now as they're getting older you know my oldest boy is 12 soon to be 13 my middle boy is 11 and uh you know those boys you know i'll hunt contests actually coyote contests with them now um and they're just like vets at it now they've been doing it so much and um, my youngest boy, uh, Colton, he turned five earlier this year, and he actually shot his first coyotes wow. uh, back in October. So that was really cool. And I'm actually going to show a video during my seminar of he actually shot a solo double um, by himself. So if you want to see a five-year-old kill a solo double on coyotes, come to the seminar. You'll, you get to see that video. Wow. All right. That's very cool. <laughs> And um, so let's talk about kind of what you do cover. I mean, I know you're, you're you know got an hour there to kind of talk through, but what do you kind of start out with, and what are just some of the main talking points you hit in your seminar? Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty much beginner based, I would say, just because over the years of doing this seminar, I don't know, this is maybe my seventh, eighth, maybe ninth year at ISE in Denver. I kind of lost track at this point, um, but it seems like a, a bulk of the people that come are, are beginner coyote hunters. They want to kind of know how to get into it. They've they've seen some videos. They've read an article, they've saw something that sparked their interest in it. So they're kind of coming to this seminar to get it figured out a little bit. So, you know, we'll talk about, you know, finding places to call coyotes, you know, then kind of the whole process. Okay. Once I found my spot, you know, now exactly where do I need to go to set up, you know, and make the mm -hmm. stand as we call them, you know, then we'll talk about what sounds do I play on the, on the stand. And then what you do after that, you know, now it's time to go find a new spot. Um, and just kind of go through that whole process of, uh, of what it takes to, to maybe go out and have a successful day of, of calling coyotes. And then, like you said, you know, hopefully if, if I don't run my mouth too much, we'll have 10 or 15 minutes at the end where I can answer, you know, everybody's questions because people do come with a lot of questions for these. Absolutely. These seminars, for sure. Well, again, this will be the 44th year for the International Sportsman's Expo. And uh, it's January the 9th through the 12th, uh, Thursday and Friday. The hours are noon to 8, Saturday 10 to 7, Sunday 10 to 5. And uh, I'm jokingly said, I think we are safe to say the Broncos will not be playing Sunday, so everyone's <laughs> schedule should be free, and uh, it will be a great time. Tickets are 16 bucks, and uh, youth 15 and under are free and active military with ID are also at no charge, and we appreciate the ISC doing that. And it's just going to be a great time. We've got the elk calling contest, going to be Saturday night, and we'll be talking more about that on our next show. So, um, um Let's talk a little bit about your, your products that you use and, you know, as far as ammo and, man, the Swagger Bipod and all the different things. Kind of give us some tips on just, you know, picking out the right equipment. 
Yeah, you know, obviously lots of lots of equipment out there in today's market to choose from. Um, I've been fortunate enough, you know, I'm a I'm a coyote hunter by heart, so all the equipment that I use is stuff that I would use whether I was endorsed by a company or, or not. So, you know, by using this products and showing the success that I've had and I was able to go to some of these companies and now they, they sponsor the show and they sponsor myself. So it's really nice to have a relationship like that. But um, you know, you take the, like a swagger bipod for instance, you know, when you're out there hunting and not just coyote hunting, anything, you know, you need some sort of support for your rifle, you know, shooting offhand and, and things like that. There's very few guys that can effectively do that, you know. So having a bipod system where you can sit, where you can stand, and it's flexible to the terrain that you're shooting in is huge, especially when you got to move. You know, coyote hunting, as you saw, Scott, I mean, we're Man. hoping the coyote show up right here, but, who, who you know, they could show yep. up to the right and left. You just never know, and, it, and it's fast, and, and you got to be able to get on target quick and make an adjustment quick. And that's really what those swagger bipods will do for you. Um, you know, so that's been a great addition to my arsenal and tool bag, you know, since they came out, you know, three or four years ago. Sure. Well, Jeff, man, we appreciate it. We look forward to seeing you and uh, we'll keep promoting this thing right up to the uh, end here and the show actually starts. So we'll look forward and we'll get you on our shows and our live shows down there as well. We look forward to seeing you. Yeah, looking forward to seeing you guys and everybody that shows up for the seminar. It's going to be a, a great show. Absolutely. All right, man. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Scott. We'll see you in a few weeks. All right. Sounds great. That's Jeff Nimnick again, coyote professional hunter, and I'm telling you, he will help you out. He makes it fun. Great, great seminar. You do not want to miss this seminar, and again, he will be kicking it off at uh, 3.30 on Thursday and then 12.30 on Friday. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. We'll be right back. Explore your life outdoors coming January 9th to the Colorado Convention Center. Looking for new off-road adventure? This is your one-stop shop. You'll find the best selection of trucks, campers, side-by-sides, and accessories, all at special prices. Show opens at noon on weekdays, 10 o'clock on the weekend. Your life outdoors at the International Sportsman's Expo, January 9th through 12th at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. More info at sportsexpos.com. Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality eye and vision care for over 50 years. Stack Optical is a family-owned business, and they're proud to be one of the few optical offices that have their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Your one-stop shop for all of your vision needs, eye exams, glasses, and contacts. And don't forget about the Stack Sports Pack. Let owner and certified optician Alan Stack customize a pair of specialized glasses that will make your next outing on the golf course or on the gun range better than ever before. Call today for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. Or check them out at stackoptical.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman Colorado. We want to thank you for being with us. We want to thank all of our guests so far, Matt Wright, David Howard, Jeff Nemnick. And again, we are promoting the International Sportsman's Expo, the 44th annual Denver show here. Go to sportsexpos.com for more information. You can follow them on facebook.com slash sports expos as well but on the sportsexpos.com you can go there it's got all the different presenters it's got all the different schedules all the different seminars and uh we will mainly be at the adventure theater that we emcee and uh 
uh, all the folks that we've had on our show uh, will be doing seminars there. And uh, glad to have Danelle Johnson with us real quick and um, wanted to get her on. And uh, Lisa Thompson uh, was tied up today, but Danelle's going to join us and tell us a little bit about what they've got going on at the ISC. But first of all, Danelle, let's look back at 2019 and uh, you guys and your hunting successes are or failures. <laughs> kind of give us a recap. <laughs> yeah. it, you know, it was a crazy year for me. I drew a moose tag. I waited 21 years. Um, that's a tribute to the applying and being patient process with Parks and Wildlife. And I had applied for a moose tag for 21 years. I finally drew it. It was a 22-day, and I actually went archery. And a lot of people don't know, you could actually switch that out for other methods, but I won't go into all that. But ended up uh, harvesting a, a moose on the 21st day, 21 years and 21 days to actually um, actually get into them because I didn't actually get into rut until about the last three days of my season. So um, very, very blessed and shot a, he wasn't a monster, he was a medium-sized moose, but the Shiraz moose are not as big as your Alaska moose, but I was very, very pleased to have done it with my bow. So got a pass-through shot, and then um, in the middle of that season, Lisa and I were scouting, and she spotted um, a really nice 5x5 five five with these really tall daggers, and she told me to go three miles over here and go into the willows over here. And I went in there, did some calling with that 3D decoy of lanes and um, ended up calling a bull came running out of the willows straight at me. I shot him at 60 yards, which was for me a pretty cool feat because I've never shot that far before with, you know, a big game. So I dropped him. And um, so I just had a crazy season. It was awesome. All of my bow. So I was super happy. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, the International Sports Expo always a great time, and man, a jam-packed four days, and we're all beat at the end of it, but it's fun going into it, but uh, tell us a little bit about what you guys are going to be doing there. Yeah, so we're, um, we've are we been working with John Kirk, and we have a booth there this year. It's uh, Hunting Divas, and it's our, our hashtag is Find Your Wild, and uh, we'll be teaching classes every day in your adventure theater. Um, we're super thankful for the experience last year. We had the panel of ladies, just different ladies that have overcome barriers to be in the outdoors. And we'll continue some of that theme and just even teaching ladies. You know, we try to ask ladies what they struggle with, and some of them just don't even know where to start. So that's part of our program. We'll take out uh, 12 ladies on their first turkey hunt this next spring. We'll take some ladies out on some goose hunts here pretty soon. But um, but while we're there, we're teaching them ways to connect with other ladies, how to network, how to get your hunter safety, um, how, all those things, all those barriers that keep somebody from getting in the great outdoors. So we'll be having seminars every day, and we'll also have a booth there. And uh, we would love for ladies to stop by. If they come by and sign up with us, that's how they can get involved with us. And we take when we take them on a turkey hunt, we don't charge them. We're a nonprofit. So we just take them out. We work with some landowners that get us on some private land for some of those hunts just so we can kind of make it a, a positive experience for the ladies and help help get them going. Along with, we also have our summer trips where we take ladies into the flat top. So we'll, we, I know we're trying to get on the calendar for most of July. We'll be taking several horseback trips into flat tops up there. We actually teach the ladies how to fly fish. Um, we take a bow with us, teach them how to shoot a compound bow, and we just have a great, great time around the fire at night because um, we can actually have fires again in Colorado. I hope that sticks, but um, we have a great time with the ladies, and, and ultimately we had two ladies networked. That, in fact, one of the ladies from Indiana was with me on my moose hunt when I, when I shot my moose and that elk, so she ended up getting her first rock mountain elk. So that's how that networking is working, and it's pretty awesome. Wow. Now, your seminars, uh, you guys are on stage every day, it looks like. So uh, 
You guys, yeah, and um, you know, and what's always great about these, it's not just where you guys, you know, get up and talk, but it's always a great time for people to ask questions too, and you get some great audience um, interaction there too. Because I mean, there's there's a lot to know in this. I don't care who you are, man. I mean, I know you guys are the same. I learn something every time yeah. I go out of why I shouldn't have done that, or hey, that worked. That's cool. Well, and I, I would encourage people because I think this is a great forum that that ISC is, is providing for people. If you're new to Colorado, maybe you're not new to hunting, but maybe you're new to elk hunting or maybe you're new to turkey hunting in the Rocky Mountains. Um, there's seminars going on all day long. I mean, you could you could literally sit there from the minute they open to the minute they close. Mm-hmm. And there's some super talented people that they've brought on board to teach those classes. And that's just, you know, when people tell me, how do I get started? I said, you know what? Be hungry for information. Um, of course, there's tons of information on YouTube and things like that. But this forum that ISC has provided, you get some really talented people. And like you said, at the end, I've seen in every instructor that's been there that they're willing to interact with people and get them started. So, you know, it's it's like, and you know, Hunt Dad is, is part of our stuff. So we, we actually put maps on their phone, show them where to hunt, where the concentrations of animals are. So it's like we're giving them tools so that when they leave there, Hopefully, they're smarter than when they came. So Sure. And uh, I hope you'll come by and see us. I mean, just a lot going on. As I mentioned earlier, there are several new things. There's a new campfire theater, uh, and this is the first step to the outdoor adventure. Uh, Colorado Parks and Wildlife will be there. They've got some new things going on. There's always a youth fair, uh, and those are free activities. The Adventure Theater, where we will be, uh, just seminar after seminar with great speakers. We've got the elk calling contest again on Saturday night. They've got the sporting dog arena. There's going to be a new laser shooting game uh, that NRA is behind. And um, they've got a family day at an aquarium demo tank. They've got an expert angler corner, No Limits Archery film, and Doza will be there, and uh, just a ton of things going on. So talk just a minute about what you guys are seeing with your hunting divas and getting women, you know, in the outdoors a little bit. I mean, this seems to be growing um, quite exponentially, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, we're just super excited. We, we are finally a 501c3, and we have a really strong board. We have nine board members, and just even – the growth of those ladies and some of the ladies, um, Stephanie Boo, you know, I met her at ISC last year and she's a lawyer up north who was a vegan turned hunter. And, and it's just cool how it's just, it continues just to spiral. It's like starting a, a fire and the wind just blows it, you know, cause it's, it is really growing. And, and our goal it is not about making money. Our goal is to network ladies and the outdoors and, and, and just because we all learn differently. I think guys with guys learning and girls with girls, I think we're, we all learn a little differently, and, and so we're, that's what we're trying to just really, that's our niche, is working with, with ladies and encouraging them. Um, we had a, a lady um, that came on a horseback trip. We taught her how to fly fish and fish. She went home and texted me and said, I fished with my boys for the first time. I mean, that's the kind of stuff she's going to turn around and come back. Um, she's helping with some stuff this year. And, and, you know, a lot of these people are not all Colorado people. They're finding us on social media. We're getting enough followers. And it's just cool because, you know, I, I think our motive is pure in that we just really want to get ladies in the outdoors and we want to promote them and, and we want to help push them. You know, we had Danielle, who is a breast cancer survivor who couldn't pull her bow back because of all the scar tissue. And we worked with her and got her uh, her first turkey. And, you know, it's just cool, you know, stories like that. And they bring in friends and it just grows, you know. Absolutely. And um, 
you guys are doing a lot. Let's talk about your maps a little bit uh, because you can get those now at just about every uh, box store around, uh, Shields, Cabela's, Bass Pro, and all that. So take this moment and tell us about Hunt Data. You know, it, it, it's one of the things that we actually talked about in our board meeting when I was talking to all the ladies. There was two ladies and my own board that said, you know, we just don't know where to go. We don't know where to hunt. And I said, that is, that's our slogan with Hunt Data is because it is overwhelming when you, you look at it and you say, okay, so I've chosen to do an over-the-counter archery hunt. Um, we even have a map that just shows you all, you know, the 80% of the, the units that are over-the-counter. And you can then from that, you can load a more detailed map and see what's public land and look at where the summer concentrations are. Because if I'm an archery hunter, that's where they're going to be in the summer. And, and what I tell people is I go out there, that's where I'm going to start scouting. That's where I may go set up a trail camera. That's where I may go do some calling. But if I'm starting in a place that's not where their habits are, it's just a losing battle and people get discouraged after a couple of years and give up. And sure. so, you know, that's part of our thing in, in with divas is we're trying to recruit, but we also want to retain and reactivate. That's part of that R3 model you've probably heard out there, but um, we really want to encourage people so they have a win-win, but how do we sustain that? And part of that is, is putting a map on their phone so they can drop a pin and um, this works, you know, out of cell service. And, you know, the number one question I get is how do you compare to Onyx? Because Onyx has, has dominated the market digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have the printed maps on rugged maps. It's kind of like a canvas material. It's really cool that we're, what we're using right now. But we have new hybrid maps that has that land use map with the elk concentration, with the deer concentration. So as you're hiking, you can see we're the only ones in the backcountry that have that layer alive because it, you have to be within 4G if you're on Onyx to use that layer. And the second thing about them is when you use their tracking in the backcountry, it absolutely sucks your battery. And I've, I've talked to a billion, not a billion, quite a few Onyx, <laughs> and, and most people will, will, will say, yeah, I do. I can't use tracking because my battery goes from 80 to 20% in the cold in about 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's the thing. with We didn't write a Venza Maps app. We just build content for it. But Avenza Maps is, is just state-of-the-art. A lot of the government agencies use it. But um, it is just when you use it in the backcountry, it is rock solid. Because if I'm using my phone to go into a new area and maybe I'm going to hike a couple miles and check out that summer range, I don't want to get halfway in there and have it go down on me. I've got to be able to get out. So, yeah, some people carry bricks and as backup, which I recommend people do anyway, because if you're using it as your garment, as your GPS device, you want to get out. But the tracking on it, you get within eight feet. Um, like when I shot that elk, I dropped the pin. I was able to come back in the dark. I had to go get some supplies. I went right to where my elk was. So, I mean, it's, it's just, I don't know how people operate without it. Um, like this year I went to Arizona, went into a brand new area. We have maps for that as well. But, um, and that's how I just drop a pin. I start to do what I call, um, I'm basically just referencing an area and I start to drop a pin where I see current tracks and then when I come back at night I might load that even back into Google Earth if I wanted to if I wanted that big picture but all those tools work together our, our products are really really good for learning where to hunt and and that's what we're trying to help people we're not trying to be the greatest uh, USGS map we're trying to show you guys where to hunt how to mark a pin how to get out in the dark I have my tracking on all the time because I'm notorious for laying something down. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's my de- I did that in Arizona. I laid down my decoy. I hiked the mountain back up, <clears throat> and, and I like and my lady was hunting with me. And she goes, "Where's your, where's your, where's Ella?" And I said, "I have no idea." <laughs> <laughs> I went I went my tracking back, and sure enough, there she was. Oh, um, yeah. I carry a lot of gear because I'm always trying to video and different things. So I'm I'm notorious. 
Lisa and I have always said, if you want some good gear, follow us in the forest. Yeah, no kidding. Absolutely. <laughs> we're notorious for leaving it. But. Well, I tell you, anyway. we're looking forward to this, and it's always fun to work with you guys. And uh, we'll be doing our live shows down there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, so we'll be sure and get you on there as well. But uh, get by. Now, the booth, uh, do you know your booth number, or, or the, is, it, is it under I Hunting Divas? I knew you were going to ask me that, and I don't. Is it under yeah, Hunting Divas under, in the in the program? Yes, it is. Okay, so yes, when you always when you get the ISC, they'll hand you a program with all the different exhibitors there. Just look under Hunting Divas, and you will find them there. Or come over to our booth, uh, Sportsman of Colorado, eight twenty seven, and uh, we will. We're get you. where we were last year. We're right across from we're between we're between you and the Adventure Theater. We're okay, right great. That okay, great. That'll be awesome. So, yeah, we can connect there. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, Danelle, thank you so much, and uh, man, we look forward to the show, and it's going to be a great one. I look forward to, to serving you there. It's awesome. All right. That's Danelle Johnson of Hunt Data, Hunting Divas. And, uh, again, they will be doing a lot of great seminars. So check out sportsexpos.com for the complete schedule of the seminars and the presenters. You can also follow it on facebook.com slash sportsexpos. January 9th through the 12th, once again, tickets are $16. Youth 15 and under are free. And active military with ID are free of charge as well. And, of course, is at the Colorado Convention Center. I want to thank all of our guests today, but mostly thank you for joining us for Sportsman of Colorado. And a reminder, you can catch a re-airing of our Saturday show on Sundays from 8 to 9 a.m. And once again from 4 to 5 p.m. Hope you have a great day. We'll leave it right here on KLZ 560.